Media Talk Radio. This your boy Fresh, and I got my partner, my partner in crime, Bumble Club. Bumble Club, where you at? Right here, right here, homie. Yeah. So uh, today we have uh, another special guest, all the way from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Reggie Boylan. <laughs> Reggie Memphis, Bezzi. Tennessee, by way of Atlanta. So, yeah, yeah, Memphis, definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but Reggie, they. Uh, he was the CEO of OTS Records. They gave birth to the to the Memphis Gangster Rap Sound. You know how a tree have a root in order for it to, to grow. Well, that's what Reggie was to the Memphis artists. You know they achieved some great success, but they roots is with with OTS. You know Gangster Pat is rooted with Reggie. A Ball and MJG is rooted with Reggie. Three Six Mafia is rooted with Reggie, and Tila is rooted with Reggie. So. You're about to tell us about the early days of Memphis and OTS. So, Reg, it's good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate no that. No problem. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so starting off, what, what part of Memphis did you grow up in? I grew up in uh, South Memphis, man. I went to uh, Melrose, man. Kind of popular school down there for sports, right in the heart of Orange Mound, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm from South Memphis. Okay, so uh, did you grow up around the stacks, the stacks era? Stacks well, that's funny. That, that's funny you say that because uh, a lot of people that worked at stacks lived in my neighborhood, man. Like uh, I think David Porter, he was a writer, wrote a lot of stuff on the barcade, stayed around the corner. I used to play with his kid. I ain't know. I used to see all these records on the wall. Yeah. And uh, wow. Hayes stayed a couple of houses from my mom's house. One of his house was over there. And his cousin them lived across the street, so we would see him in the backyard, man, and shit. And I toured stacks as a kid, though. You know, when I was in elementary, and I saw that gold Cadillac and that mixing board, I said, I got to do something in the music game. You know, as a kid, so uh, I remember that a lot of stacks days. Okay, so um, so with stacks, that was that was uh, your your early influence to get into the industry. Yeah, man, and watching that, seeing that, and I guess growing up around a lot of them people that uh, was working at Stacks over there, a lot of them lived in that neighborhood over there. And like yeah. I said, Isaac Hayes, he was a couple of houses down from my mom, one of his little hideaway. We used to climb the fence and just look over there at it, you know, in the backyard or whatever, man. We was kids, though, man, you know, because we knew he was somebody. And that's shit, when he had that hit out, that uh, when he got the Oscar for that child joint, you know. And one time I was uh, playing in the backyard with my boy and him, his cousin, him, and he was on the back porch, man. And that's why I ain't know what to say to him. I just asked dude to sing. He said, only sing when I'm on the road, little man. That's all I remember. But I just know he used to give us money and watch his car, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that was something big for us, though. You know, as kids to see that, you know. Right. We knew that uh, he was somebody major, you know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and so... You know, Memphis they was they was known for um having mm-hmm. the, the the pimps too, you know. How 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 was how deep was that 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 that, that game? Man, that go back to the iceberg slim days. A lot of people came through that. You know, Bill Street was known counter for that pimp. And there was a lot of pimps down there on Bill Street people didn't know back in the day. Bill was real popular like Bourbon Street was, but it was a black you know, urban street back in the day that all your blues musicians and everybody had gathered there. And that's where a lot of them hustlers and pimps was down there, you know, 
a lot of people, you know, and it just came up. A lot of them came out of that south, man, in that, in that area, you know. Right. So, yeah. uh, so as your, you know, as the days progressed, did you come? In, did you come across any other guys who was just regular, everyday people in the beginning, and uh, you run into them years later, and they was a big name artist? Yeah, a bunch of. Them. <laughs> Bunch of them, man. Hey, man. As the list goes on, man, I I can tell you it's just an extraordinary story, you know. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Just even working with the rappers and then the people that I encountered here, you know, Bob right. Whitney, Houston, Sherelle, man. Time me up. The list go on, man. But right. you know, wow. we we talking the Memphis history right now, and the rap, how that thing was birthed off yeah. in the heart of Orange Mound, man. When we right. started with a uh, gangster Pat, man. Exactly. Give y'all a little rundown on it. Let me give y'all a little rundown on it. Yeah, we started, yeah. I, I used yeah, to be with my man, uh, Dexter, Dexter Haygood. I don't know if y'all remember the X Factor, but he was the homeless dude on that singing the James Brown shit. You know, and that, oh, that wow. was when X Factors first came out. But anyhow, he was in the music game, man, and I used to work with them. They had a group called Xavion, and they was the first black group on uh, MTV rap rock group right. they saw each other they went on tour with Hall and those so I started getting my insight then on music man as far as uh you know learning in the studio doing the roadie work or whatever just with the band man so wow. it went from there oh. Memphis really didn't have that hip-hop scene too strong right. you know stuff was coming right. along they was joking around Atlanta they was doing their little things but Memphis didn't have it so you know, my partner really started. He was talking to Easy. They was cool. His name was Anthony Kaya. And right. uh, he got killed, man. And something went down. That was my little man. He had his own style, and he had the studio up, which was GTG at that particular time. And I knew Pat, man, but I was just around. I was just in support of him because he's my guy. I knew what he was going to do. And I just so happened to pick that thing up, change it, put it to OTS on the strength records, man, and went from there. We finished up the album with Pat. Went for there, man. Went to Joy Boy. Went for Joy Boy to Atlantic Records, which we kind of got screwed on the deal. And at that time, you got to keep in mind, I was a young exec. I was learning, so I was paying for a lot of my mistakes, my fuck-ups. I had to learn the hard way, you know what I'm saying? But it taught yeah. me as well, you know what I'm saying, because it was a little different with them getting eight ball. And I explained to y'all how this whole situation right. went down, too, where right. I Draper, you know, got up so, on and got them, you know. Right. So it was, but, uh, uh, it was another label called On, on Top Records. Was they more of a, uh, was there a record label? Was there a distributor? Well, they was kind of like a distributor out of Miami. I'm going to tell you, they had this little cat home thing y'all probably know. Man, with MC, Shy D. Yeah. Yeah, right, some yeah. other boys, <laughs> Success in Effect. Yeah. They had that yeah. roll it up, my nigga. They was out of Atlanta, yeah. though. Okay. See, I'm telling y'all some D shit. So we ended up sending Pat shit to them. So I did the deal with Alan Johnson and uh, Joy Boy. And I had a little management agreement shit. My contracts were really some because I didn't understand them as well. And you got to keep yeah. in mind, you know, I'm a nigga that used to get it out there too. So I had my criminal lawyer handle my entertainment <laughs> part. Me not knowing. That's just an experience. And it happened. And that nigga gave me a contract that really wanted to fish. He happened to be the mayor of Memphis now. Used to be a warden, A.C. Warden, but he was my criminal attorney. So I didn't know the difference. You understand? <laughs> so I had to learn that right. way. And that was some money that was lost in the process. But I came back and did some other things with Joy Boy. I came out with Radical T. 
you know, and I yeah. just smacked them with some money. They wanted eight ball them, but I held them niggas back, though, man, because I already knew what their value was going to be. They was already hot in the street. We couldn't even meet the demands. The little taste was selling out. So when Draper right. came to Atlanta, I mean Memphis, he came to the studio, man. He knew they was hot. You know what I mean? It wasn't no guessing like he got them. Like I got them. I got them niggas from Road. It was really yeah. eight ball first. And then MJ came down there, and we sit down, got the nine, came up with Marlon Goodwin and MJG, and bam, went from there. Them niggas did the lyrics. That shit was a big gangster watch, uh record. And uh, they shit just took off from there, man. But dude came down there, and he uh, – you know, kind of talked to him and gave me a tape, and next thing I know, he was talking to them shit. And next thing I know, dude called me and wanted me to meet him somewhere, and he said he wanted to get him out of the contract. He was going to pay me, but he wanted me to meet him somewhere about to go. But I didn't go, so cause I told the nigga to meet me at my office. But, you know, it went from there. And next thing I know, they was in Texas, you know, doing an album, though, which was all good because I didn't try to hold them niggas back, you know what I mean? But you got to do the right thing, see, because you're they, running, they, they, you'll they, do it. All right, uh, so look, when, so when Fat Tony had died, um, Gangsta Pat was talking about it in the documentary that his people had came in and confiscated a lot of the studio equipment. Yeah, his mom and them, his grandmom and them. I bought all new shit. So okay, I had so, good ties and some other stuff I left over there with Tony. Yeah, right. she did, man. They didn't know what to think, man. They ain't know if I had, I ain't had nothing. That was my boy. I had just seen him that day. I actually got a song he did that uh never been released called 100% Legit, and I swear we listened to it that whole day, man. Right. And it was a okay. funny of a chain of events that happened because I was downtown that night and seen the lights flashing, and my boy, Archie Mitchell, Mitchell he uh, passed by me in a Jeep, said somebody got killed down there. That's uh, Drake Cug, Boo Mitchell. They got Royal uh, Studio down there. They had Al Green and uh, a bunch of groups. They They big too, man. That's wow. Drake them people though. Uh Boo Mitchell and them and stuff. They 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 uh was doing they dad is a legend too, Willie Mitchell, you know. Right. Yeah. Real so, yeah, so man. When, so So uh did so when when you had uh took over that spot, did you originally want want that same spot? Or what was you uh, I mean it was cool, man. It had the vibe. I mean, you know, I didn't trip about it cause you know, I didn't know what happened with whatever what Tony was into. I don't know. You know what I mean? Don't know today. It wasn't my business, though. You know what I mean? I hate it happen to him, but, you know, I knew we had to have it. It was already built out as a studio, so we just yeah. kept it going, you know, just kept the legacy going. You know, he's always, always mentioning and giving praises because uh, he was my guy, and I knew he had a vision. Little dude was smart, man. He probably would have been major, you know. Right, but you know his life yeah. was cut short. That's how I met Easy, man. Cause Easy knew him, and Easy called the studio and, you know, uh, wow. sending us condolences and all that. And he told us come out to L.A. That's when we flew out to L.A. He didn't yeah, talk to me like that. I had talked to him. We went out there. Them niggas had us running all over. That's when we had them pages, them eight hundred pages and shit. Niggas had us running all over <laughs> L.A. But we did go to Priority Records, though. We yeah, did so, go up so. there. He told me who yeah. to talk to. Huh. Right, so so y'all had went up there to uh to Ruthless. Uh, nah, we didn't go to Ruthless, man. Pat just put that in his document. We didn't go to Ruthless. We went to Priority Records, and I okay. took Pretty Tony and Pat up there. And I think it kind of scared them because they were moving upstairs. But now that me watching the uh, Straight Out of Compton movie, and Q had just tore that office up because it was shit all over that office, dog. They was packing <laughs> shit up. They was moving upstairs. So I guess it might have made dude paranoid because I had. Pretty Tony and, and uh 
and uh, Pat with me. Yeah, Gangster Pat and uh, my boy uh, Mike. And that might have scared them folk. Man, how had it been, it'd been different? You know, we might have been able to really talk to the dude. But anyhow, we went back, and that's when shit started popping off. We already had an insight in on it anyway. That's why we went to uh, Joy Boy and them to get it out there. And then it went to Atlantic, though. But Joy Boy and them was blocking, though, man. They was really thinking they thought they had a henpeck-ass nigga to give them the talent. But I ain't do all that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Juicy J, he was a DJ in the camp. He was psycho, not a little bit. He was juicy with DJing, though. He wasn't even rapping then, man. Wow. Real talk. That nigga was a DJ. DJ Paul, he was just coming up. I just took a liking to Paul, man, like a little brother, though. Because he was real determined, though. He was real determined. So when y'all had signed the deal with Atlantic, was you you, uh, trying to move around, like sign more artists or? Yeah, like I had eight ball them. I had everybody. I went to signing everybody, man, for real. Then if you was hot, they can't do OTS or they demo there. You know, I went to down there signing the town, man, which I should have sit back and just focus on one group if I could do it all over again. That's what I probably would have did better because I was spreading it thin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you yeah. try to get a whole handful of goops and shit, and then you got mouths to feed, and these niggas hungry, and they little weed habit, and whatever they need to make them <laughs> records. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you, man. Yeah. Then they yeah. come to you talking about the money, and you got to pay the rents and the lights, man. It's time we had to go out there and take the media off that ball and turn the media back on the goddamn lights to, to make a record. We made eight ball them Lear's Old Temp like that. One of their biggest records back in the day, man, that made them. We Word. made that. We had to turn the lights back on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. When Ballage first came in, was they going up under another route name? Was they doing that? It was 8-Ball first. 8-Ball organized rhyme. And then when MJ came down there, and I heard how he snapped on that lyrics of a pimp, I said, shit, that's it. Y'all niggas a group, man. And we sit down, his name Marlon J. Gill. We going to say we named Ball already had his name. We just came with MJG. At the office. That's how that shit happened. You know, sometimes them niggas try to hide, but I don't know why sometimes niggas have that in their hive. Sometimes some people, when they get to a certain point, they, uh, you know, just don't want to tell the truth about shit, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they know what it took. It yeah. took some work, man, because they came behind Pat. Pat already had set the mark. We already had the radio on lock. Both stations dialing over them records. I'm the gangster shooting on knocks. You know what I mean? It was a rap. For yeah. real. That's when Pat tried to break back. See, one thing about them artists, man, they'll break bad, though. But one thing about me, I had a house full of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Al Capone, Skinny, all them boys were bad. They even pretty Tony cut that get buck down there. You know what I mean? On a four track. I ain't think that shit a hit. I ain't going to lie to you, but that shit blew up in the city. Then Hammond put that shit in his song. So they've been biting, man. Even in Atlanta, Atlanta wasn't that hot. They had the hard boys and a few other groups. We was putting that gangster shit down in them. That's how Draper got in, man, with ball now, to tell the yeah. truth. Yeah, so how many units? And I fooled him. He tried to give me about 50 racks, but I was trying to knock, knock, knock five of them at that time. Cause I was hot, dog, real tough. You know, because yeah. that shit so the way I, it was done. You know, nigga got to so, do business right. Yeah, so, huh? so how, many, how many units did lyrics of the film sell? We sold about, because I came back out once they blew up with it. And that's the story to that, because 
That shit made me money, man. When them niggas broke bread and ran, and they like said fuck OTS and went and tried to talk about me and records and all kind of old shit. You know what I mean? And it was kind of yeah. it cool. It was kind of hurtful because you put your time and your beliefs into something, man, and you see that like a smack in the face. But I was able to come back and hold it together and told my moms to put them masters up. And I came out. That mom did about a good two, three hundred thousand. Oh, you don't know. So that, that put some bread up there. That kept OTS the fight behind it. We still, he was strong. Yeah. And 360 yeah. them sampled it and shit. They had to come on in. Yeah. That was all in billboard, you know. At the suit yeah. them niggas. Yeah. Real talk. Because them niggas think they, they think they know better, but you can't bite the hand that feeds you. None of you niggas. All you niggas was raggedy, man. They was little niggas <laughs> wandering with dreams. I'm the one that was the, the facilitator, you know what I'm saying? I'm just t- keeping it real, man, because a lot of cats yep. don't get the praises that they get. I ain't knocking what Draper did yet. He took it to another level because he was in a bigger market. It's just how he did the business. And when you don't do shit right, then your shit will fold. OTL, we still strong. We still got shit popping. A lot of new shit finna come out, movies, documentaries. We working on that yeah. now. Right, so when Tony Draper came in, what he had just—he did he break the contract? Did he just buy it out or what? Yeah, I sued him for torture of interference, and he tried to offer me fifty racks. But at that time, I think they did a deal with Universal, like fifteen million. So I was trying to knock five of them. I ain't gonna lie. I seen him at the shock by one night with two short and big grump shot grids, and I pulled them to the side. I stopped eating, man. Real talk. So we don't need all these white folks in our business, man. We could talk like men about it and try to work it out. You know, I already spent over six figures on this shit. See, niggas don't want to keep it real. They want to make it like because they got the money. That's what's wrong with black folks, man. We got to work together. You know how you got them. You just do the right thing. Because you don't do the right thing, you ain't going to last. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I've been able to endure because I don't burn bridges with people, man. It's the worst thing you can do is burn bridges, man. So same person you burn bridges with might be the one how to save your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 When uh, Ball and G had went over there to Swap, there was a couple of the songs that uh they redid that was on there. Yeah, right? man. The title Pimps in the House. Uh, yeah. uh what's that? Pimps Explain in the them. House. Let me see. Them things did. Pippin' my own rhyme, rhyme and, and uh, they did a like few us. of them, man. Yeah. Niggas so, like us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arm robbery, man. Yeah. You know, that's some old Debo shit, but I ain't tripping about it, dog. I waited a few years. You feel me? Yeah. Because it wasn't even me. I wasn't trying to hurt them, man. I was for helping them. I told them how to get out that contract. They went and did a deal with Draper. Draper raped them, man. For real. I know how you were paying them, man. You know what I mean? Them niggas want to see they royalty, man. Ball them ain't really got no bread. Them niggas show the show now, man. Straight up. Right. I just recently seen them, huh? It was a little deal going on where a whole lot of the Memphis rappers were shooting out the Houston. They were calling it the Memphis way. So would did they just go down there to just expand their horizon? Man, they went down and did a deal, and that man socked it to the ass. That's what happened. They just ran. He put a little cheese <laughs> on the table, and them niggas ran. Like, you know how I'd rather come eat something. If they stayed with us, we could have had the whole message, the Miss South on lock. But see, people yeah. be with you until you, they ride with you to the good part, man. But then it comes to the point when the money get tough, they ain't going to hang it. I remember everybody telling man, we make it. We're going to pour champagne over you all like you are. 
the star, but man, you can't get them niggas even mention me in a interview or a conversation. You'll think I don't even exist if it weren't for those actual people around, you know, our recordings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the that's the punk part about it though, you feel me? Right. But I yeah. ain't mad about it, cause you know, I know me, you know what I'm saying? And God done blessed me tremendously, man, you feel me? Yeah. And stuff still going on. OPS still alive. We even stronger then than now. Yeah. So after eight ball and MJG had left, uh, who who was you working with then around that time? Shit. Yeah. I, who did I start with? Psycho and uh, Tila. I started working with uh, Patty Mine. Then we moved over to Atlanta. Man, I started working with a lot of people here. A lot of people through the studio from George Clinton, Cameo. Been there because yeah. I, I uh, bought a studio and set it up up here on Peter Street. And we had everybody: Whitney Houston, Bobby, the Brat. Everybody used to come through there through the A, man. Because I said, "Hey, man, uh, they kind of bit off us, so I'm gonna get right in their backyard." So I've been here over 20 years, <laughs> and it's been good. I didn't work with everybody. Right. So they know about OTS. That's how you just survive, man. That's a part of, the, you know, being uh, having a legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I'm doing that doc. That doc going to be good, too, man. It's going to be real, man, because we really want to do a yeah. movie. This shit really a movie. Cause Tony get killed in this. It's a real story, dog, behind this Memphis shit. And that's for Body, uh, Young Dolph, or any of them cats. And I love them little niggas. They fire. I met both of them. I know God. I know his family. Big Jook, that's his brother. That's my man. And Dolph, I met Dolph over a drama spot. So, you know, we know all know each other. Uh, Einstein, drama boy. Bumble. Bumble. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got something you want to ask? Hmm? Say what? Bumble, you, you got something you want to ask, man? I was wondering, uh, Al Capone started with you. Was he part of was he part Yeah, of yeah, Al Capone team? with Man of the Hour, man. Man of the Hour, a group called Man of the Hour. Oh, man of that hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started how, out, he was in the hole. Huh? How did he How did he end up on the Radical T album with, like, A-Fall, like, you know, those couple things? Yeah, because uh, Radical T was signing us, too. See, that's the next move I made on Joy Boy and them. Radical just an average rapper. I just said, hell, since Joy Boy and them think they fucking me, I'm just going to give me a little average rapper. Tell them because they want to, after the gangster pet, they were hungry. They wanted anything I had. And I held eight ball on them back in the cut. I said, nah. I said, they ain't right, I'm still right. working on their album. And I sent them Radical T and just got a little budget off their ass. That's, that's how that happened. Put ball on them okay. on there and put uh, Capone all there. But Al oh. was working on their stuff. They was a separate group called Men of the Al. Men of the Al. What about yeah. the Tila situation with rap a lot? What what happened there? Tila was co- with, with, uh, with Cody. He was uh What happened with that situation? Yes, he uh, Draper had just screwed him around on some money, man. Shit, the man down there went gold, and the man get a man twenty bands. Tila wow. said he would have stayed with him. If he gave him a hundred, but he get a boy twenty bands and <clears throat> try to terrorize yeah. him and some other stuff. This is what Tila told me. <laughs> but I had already Damn. heard that what Draper was doing over there. That's him. I ain't trying to badmouth a nigga or nothing, but he did what he did. That's that's how they did it or whatever. You know? Wow. That's what happened. Yes, so Tila went to rap a lot because he said, dude, try to send some dudes at him one night or something. He tore up his car getting out the garage. That's what Tila told That's crazy. Me, so. 
That's yeah, crazy. man, people get funny, man. You just never know, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we all stay together down there. You never know. But we all good. We know we, we cool now. You know what I mean? No doubt. And we working on the dock. I interviewed Tila, and, you know, we talking about a lot of the history. Good stuff, too, you know, because yes, it wasn't sir. easy trying to get things to go and to get that sound. But we had that sound that supplied that gangster walk. Yep. The gangster walk, they love that. They be in the circle like Indians and shit, man. Them niggas be in there. We do them little concerts. I had all of them on the concert. Gangster Pat, 8-Ball, you name them. Tila, Scarface, I mean, Al Capone. Yeah, I used yeah. to let eight ball them open up for the ghetto boys down there in Memphis. Wow. So that that got them out there though. That got them out there yeah. big though. But oh, they love that gangster walk. All that junk stuff we supplied the beef. I read I read this article in some kind of magazine or something saying that something about the showboys that had the trigger man singing yeah, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let me tell you a story on that. Okay. Uh, I think that was either Spanish Fly or either Sonny D or Ray, but all of them played Ray to J, but all of them played it. But the okay. Trigger Man's record had been out, shit, seven years, man. And okay. the dude broke that one record. It already had been out, them boys out of New York. Yep. And my yep. boy broke that one up. record on there, and that brought them back with that Trigger wow. Man beat. Right there at the no name. That that did that blow up everything in like Memphis or like New Orleans as well as far as like the sound? How did that? Well, it, how blew did up, that... it had to blow up in New Orleans because I don't know if y'all remember DJ Jimmy had a time called Where the Heck Girl, Where the yep, Heck yep. Girl. He had that yep. Trigger Man beat in there. See, Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. really one of them niggas that was coming up out of New Orleans. We knew that sound just listening to that nigga. Word, like, word. You know what I mean? Before P and N and them niggas that DJ Jimmy y'all had. That little nigga Soldier Slam and some other yeah. down there that was fire. Yeah, you know, I read that then story. I, I didn't know if it was true or not, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. I had another artist out of New Orleans called Wild Boy, Naughty the Wild Boy, man. He was on the oh. West Bank, and we did something at the Ninth Ward in the Ninth Ward at the Million Dollar Spot. Had everybody oh. out, out there. DJ Wild Wayne, he had promoted it for us. Wow. But this little dope. cat, he from the West Bank, though. He got out. Not a wild boy. Wow. I'll get you wild on. Yeah. He's with OTS, too. Straight from New that's, Orleans, man. That's what's up. They don't know oh, you know, love down there, huh? When does the documentary drop? Uh, we finna we start finishing up on it now. I had did it almost about close to a year ago. I did some of it, but I didn't like the footage. The way dude was filming it, so we invested into uh, the cam- You know, I ain't gonna say try to downplay nobody, but we just got better camera gear and, and better angles at it now. We're gonna go back and we shooting, we shooting a lot of stuff. So this should be finished, man. Like a, I guess by the end of the year. That'd be cool. I'm just man. taking my time on it, you know, because you still got a lot of accolades rolling, you yeah. know, stuff that I could talk about. Like you know, I be doing that acting shit too, man. Yeah, right, and choices. Y'all seen choices, then? Yeah, I saw choices. Three, six, one and two. I saw one and two. <laughs> yeah, I played Lonzo Green up in there, man. The Green yeah, man. I, you got to check me two hours to get my money. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen you up in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played that too. That was fun making that too. Paul and them came back. They showed now. One thing about Juice and Paul, man, I can truly say, the boy showed me some love, man. We might have had little differences 
on this little small yeah. issue when they blew up. You know, when niggas blow, they get a little funny style, but they really showed me a lot of love for real, though. That's good. That's you know, with the movies, doing albums and music together, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. That hit a motherfucker, that's OTS shit there. We own that. No doubt. You know, a few of them songs they got. Where's the bud? So, you know, it's all good, man. It's all love, you know. What about what about DJ Zerk? Didn't he start with y'all, too? Yeah, yeah. Zerk was down there, too, man. Zerk DJed on 8-Ball in them first record, man. Yeah, that's Zerk was right, there. Yeah. Squeaky, uh, all uh, of them, man. You know, Squeaky. Oh, yeah, Squeaky was there? Yeah, Squeaky. Yeah, Squeaky was down through there, yeah. He uh, was a, a DJ, man. Squeaky used to have all the funkiest mixes, though. He'd take that shit, and I'd be wondering, how you get that? And have that yeah. shit in the mix. But That's it was so, hot in the so. street. He was hot, and then uh, he formed his own label, too. Yeah. He came out with some guys. But if you want to know the hard of the sound with the birth of, yeah, it was OTS, man. The Orange Mound, oh, yeah. the strength. God we used to call each other OTS Posse. Everybody was there, man. All of them know each other today. That's why they can talk about it. That's why the doc could be good. A lot of times yeah. people don't be want to talk about it, you know. Then you got Gangsta Black, Cool B, did some stuff with them, Skinny Pimp. He what came in at the end his first. Who? Uh, Tom, Tommy Wright the third. Yeah, he came along Orange Mound, too, Tommy. He dope, too. Okay. He came okay. through uh, Squeaky, though, DJ Squeaky. Okay. Squeaky brought Tommy up, though. But Tommy good, too, man. That's All them little cats, man. Uh, Nasty Nardo. You know, some of those men I'm going to come down and do their demos, too. If I didn't have them signed, we'll let a lot of them come in there and they'll get studio time. The boys will do beats, you know. A lot of them came yeah. through there, man. It was a big time, good time, man. Only thing about it, it was just that money situation at that time, man. You know, yeah, we, yeah. I was paying for more mistakes than you know, really learning them. You know what I mean? You had to pay for them, man, because wasn't nobody gonna show us nothing. You know what I mean? You had a lot of cats just think they was hating now. Them niggas was hating them, man. <laughs> you gotta yeah. keep in mind, we just coming up with the sound. No doubt. But whatever you know, I endured everything. Hmm? What, whatever, whatever happened to MC Rod? Uh, you say MC Rock? Yeah. You remember MC Rock, man? Yeah, man you I, really know some shit. You done researched some shit. I do I worked with Rod up here in Atlanta for a minute on some stuff on the Patty Man album. I put him okay. on that. We did connect back in Atlanta, though, because Rod was here for a minute. Well, I think he's in Memphis, though. And you okay, remember boy, DJ boy. Slice? Yep, DJ Slice. That yeah. was the original three Slice people. did all them beats. He was with OTS. Slice, uh... Is doing some stuff now. He's doing some soundtracks. He's in uh, he, he's in Nashville though. That's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, he's in wow. Nashville, man. Damn, you hit me with that one. You say MC Rod, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Rod was a bad boy though too. He yeah. Was with Pat though. That's how I met Rod with Pat. <laughs> how did that that situation evolve? Like when Gangsta Pat and I guess MC Rod when they left, right? Like together? Yeah. Or I don't know, but together. How did that situation work? Did they? Have to pay out of the contract or whatever they did to get the Ichiban or rap wherever that he went to on the next album, or whatever. How did that? I'm about, I'm about MC Rod or who? Oh, Jackson Pat. Nah, man, Pat just left, man. He just broke bad and got up, and whoever his deals was with was with um, Joy Boy, man. And I ain't even just okay. decided to even go out them because I had so much talent in there, man. They want for me to try to hurt them guys and not uh, stunt their careers, you know what I mean? Because they was just getting yeah. off the ground. 
I was understanding dealing with these shops, them damn record companies, like Joy Boy and them distribution bitches. Them the models that I was learning, you know, yeah. getting more publishing and copyright information and point system, all that shit. You know, it's you had to know it. I ain't know it then, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you that then, but I, I know it. I had to get seasoned with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, but, I mean, I can truly say a lot of them got careers, though, from that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of them, they eat yeah. today. You know what I mean? Really. That's yeah, the beauty sure. of it. And we all know each other, so we can sit around and talk them fable tales and good stories and stuff. Man, you know? Yeah. Not like it. That's why I say when that that doc come out, oh, man, it's going to be hot. I'm just taking my time on it, though, man. You know? For sure. I'm still, yeah, I want to make sure it's right, and I want it to be accurate, man. You know, the real story. Not just everybody, different versions. No, nah, this is what it is for me. No doubt. And I'm telling the truth, you know? Right. Uh, where did uh, where did T Mix come in? Did he start with y'all too, or did like MJ find them? Yeah. T Mix came through a cat them out of Cash Stadium, man. That's where Dolph come from. Name Marty. Okay. Now Marty them had T Mix. He was doing beats, and they had this artist called Country Boy, and that shit okay. was funky and the beat. Now I was about to work with T Mix on some stuff, but he got T Mix some kind of way through Ball them. When Ball them came to Swab, that was his connect to Memphis. Okay. Yeah. And that's how it was. Other than that, and that's how Draper got a lot of uh, his people. He started knowing them because why I blew up through ball now. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? We was the shit. You know, for you know, he really got it. But Draper was able to get a complete album on them, and you know, because when they left me, I was still working on that shit. But I had wow. enough recording. But I was just, you know, how you gather enough songs to do a song selection. That's when they kind of he kind of intervened. And that's yeah, why I yeah, sued yeah. him for torture of interference. He tried to offer me 50 bands, but, you know, I was trying to knock five from dude. I ain't going to lie. Right. That wasn't no money to me then, you know what I mean, compared to what what a nigga made, you know what I mean? He made money with them boys. Yes, sir. You know. But it's all good, though, you know, because he was able to push it to another level, though. He did. He put his work in, and we... Seeing each other, say so we both blew these cats up, but you know, I had to do the ground. And like you were saying, how you plant that seed, though. Yeah. And today I'm still yeah. eating from them niggas. Yeah. You know, real talk. However they look at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the beauty of the shit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm back. Uh, so what 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 you want uh, Memphis and the Gangsta Rap sound to be remembered for? Well, just be remembered, Fires, you know, we uh impressing people, uh the sound and you know, far as just going on to the next artists like Young Dolph and uh Yo Gotti and all these new cats, man. This other little cat I like, Yo Money Back. He knew yeah. he coming up, but it's a lot of good little just 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 influencing other artists, man. Even even if it's from uh Another perspective of the music, another journal, as far as R&B or whatever, man, because Memphis got that sound. It come from that, man. You know, with so stats and all to, them labels. Huh? So did, did you try to branch out to any other artists that was out of town or either R&B? Yeah, the man. I worked with Sherelle. I worked with a group called Perfect Combination, man. We had a record. Warner Brothers wanted them. So we weren't only just doing rap down. We were just on it, on to that rap stuff. That was our specialty because we had that locked. 
But we worked on a lot of R&B stuff, man. You know what I mean? And I worked on more when I got here in Atlanta, you know. I can name a list of people that I can go on with that we work with here in my studio. Yeah. You know, so that's the beauty of it, man. You know, a lot of people I thought I would never probably encounter in life that I encountered, you know, being here in Atlanta in this market, you know, over 20 years. Because when I came here, uh, I left Memphis like in 90, I guess, 92, 93, right there. The Outcast was just coming out, man. I said, these little niggas hot, man. It was just coming out. Hey, yeah, so yeah. do you feel that uh, that Memphis, you know, they 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 got their due diligence, you know, for us, uh, you know, the hip hop and all those fans is concerned. But like from the industry standpoint, do you feel like that they kind of overlook Memphis? I mean, I, mean, no, well, I think I think it's the people that yeah they have, but what it is, it was the people. And the politics, you know, they just weren't really for what we was doing because it came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? One pose would be, put it that way. So I had more people, like, trying to get up under me and, like, rivalries and trying to, you know, create problems. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to get in artists' ears or tell them different stuff. Just distractions, man. That's how it is. And when he's got that, like, crabs in the strengths, crabs in the bucket syndrome, man, you know? Really. Right. And even that's why all of them can't really get along. It's hard for everybody to even get along with each other, man. It's so scattered. It's scattered now. But at least back then, though, I did have everybody at one particular time. We was together. It was unity, real talk. Didn't nobody have nothing. I had money, but them niggas didn't have, and they was together. But when money came in, the players started changing a lot of things, man. That's why the city kind of... Is looked over. It's supposed to be way more millionaire artists out of there than it damn near here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it ain't like that because they so busy when somebody get on, everybody want to be the king. And the only king that I know down there is Elvis. Really? <laughs> and he represents the people, you know, so I don't even know. Man. They get on their ego. It's all about their ego, see? At least one thing I know here in Atlanta. And I done work with these people, these artists, they work together, dog. Yeah. Sometimes in Memphis, there's a lot of beef, man. Unnecessary beef, too. And that's one of the reasons why I relocated the company here. But I still got my arm in that city. Don't think I ain't nothing that I can't touch now. Trust me. We still there. Yeah. We rooted there. We rooted. We just expanded. You know what I mean? Yeah, was wearing the film stuff too. I'm doing film stuff too, man. Worked in that Tupac movie, playing a cop in one scene, and some other movies that trying to come out, you know. So. Okay, well, I guess, I guess that's a that's a wrap. Um, well, you know, everybody that you have, you know, Reggie broke it down for us. Hope you hip hop heads uh, satisfied as we are. Peace and may real he'll probably live forever. So, yeah, for sure, man. We're yeah. gonna keep it working. There's a, there's a lot more things to come too, man. I trust me. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. All right, Bummer, let's wrap it up, man. And if they, just, let you. me leave this. If they want to get in contact, just see more. Just hello. Yep. You still keep there? Going. Yep. Keep going. No, nah, I was just gonna tell them to go to my. Uh, uh, either you, y'all can give them direct information. Go to On the Strength Film, On the Strength uh, Records and Films, man. Films. 
They can see more, yeah. They can see more pictures, whatever, videos, a lot of different things that I post daily to keep people abreast of things and they'll know the new things is coming out because we got some movie stuff coming out also, too, along with the documentary. And that's all I wanted to say, you know. Yes, sir. And thank y'all, too, man. I appreciate that, too, brother. That's love, man. Thank y'all you, sir. Y'all be blessed, man, for sure, man. Yes, sir. All right? Okay. Thank you. All right.